Hello, beautiful human. Upside down. This is what falling in love feels like. You know this man. His name is Jake, but there's a V in there, which is an A upside down. He's a TikTok superstar, and he's here to really talk to us about everything. Music, how he got here, his mom, his brother, who's his creative partner. He's really fascinating. I have a ton of questions. So please, soak it in. But first, subscribe to our podcast, share what things you care about, and check us out on Amazon's AM. You're reimagining radio. You can make a radio show if you want, totally free. Plus, you can listen to free radio, commercial free radio, only on AM. Information going to be in the bio. Anyway, here's Jake. Hello, beautiful human. We welcome Jake to the studio. Woo! What's up, y'all? <laughs> we out here. <laughs> I have so many questions for you because uh, you've done what a lot of musicians try to do once. You were able to do twice. Crazy. Is that fair to say? I, I think so, yeah. Now, now I think we could say that. Yeah. You, you've had not one, but two massive records go viral on TikTok, start on TikTok. Yeah. And then take on lives of their own. Yep. But then the other thing that I, like, I got to applaud you for, and we'll get into it, is like you make cool music, but you do it, like, and I say this with love, in a kind of uncool way. Yeah. It's like you and your mom. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, it's like crazy because um, a lot of my content, you know, like, it just, it, sometimes it can come off a bit cringy, but it just sometimes works. And uh, yeah, like it's crazy. The first time, like my song Upside Down blew up, it was insane to me. And everyone's like, yeah, like it's cool to go viral, but like if you can do it again, that's like another thing. And like, I, I was like low key kind of scared. Like, oh, is this like the only thing that's going to happen? Cause I didn't have any control over that. Like that was just, it just happened. And I was just sitting back, watch it blow up. I was like, I did not sign up for this, but I love it. This is amazing. So what do you prove to yourself once it happens again? Man, it, it felt like once I had that, there was, there was some pressure to make it happen again. And so right when that happened, I was like trying to analyze like, okay, what made this happen and how can we make it happen again? And so um, really just went back to the drawing board and decided to just try a bunch of different ideas, try out like... Um, some different things, see what it basically, and you know what they say, like throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And that's really all that I did. And then eventually something happened again. So, okay. I, I'm going to break this down uh, upside down. How does that officially start? Cause it's not just your voice on the song. Yeah. So pretty much I, at the time was making videos with my mom and they were going <laughs> completely viral. I, I had this idea. I was like, it was quarantine and we had just got locked down. I was like, I don't have anything to, to really do. So I'm going to just try out this idea with my mom. I'm going to make a beat and I'm going to call her into the studio and she's a music teacher. So she's musically competent. I basically tell her, Hey, press these buttons. We're going to press film and then I'm going to post it and we'll just see what happens. And so I did it once and it just went completely viral. And so I did it a couple more times. It kept getting more and more views. And your mom is just down. I mean, obviously there's nothing else to do. Yeah, no, she's literally the best. Like my mom is the greatest sport ever. And like, it's so dope that I'm able to do what I do with her. Um, but yeah, so like we were posting that. And then by that time, like we had three viral videos, like over like 15 million views each. I was just like, what the heck is happening? And so then it was like, okay, this is definitely big. We can definitely do something bigger here with this. 
how can we make this into something greater than what it is right now? Just like a few viral moments. So I had the idea to take one of these mashups and just casually sing something at the end. I was just like, okay, like if my voice is on it and goes viral, maybe that will do something. And just when I did that, it became my biggest TikTok viral song ever upside down. Um, it was a mashup, uh, the down South hood baby. And then I was just like, go, go, go stupid. And it was just 15 seconds. And that's all we had went completely viral. And yeah, the rest was history. Are you then crazy. forced to finish the song? Cause you only had 15 seconds. Yeah. So I, I had known someone who was kind of tapped into the TikTok space who is now actually my manager it was cool. How it all worked out. I called him. I was like, yo, this just happened. And then at that time, Charlie D'Amelio used the sound and I was like, is there any way to monetize this? And he was like, yes, call me right now. Because it was just at the beginning. I thought like we were too late, but he was like, yo, you need to finish this song ASAP. So within the next 48 hours, we had taken that 15 second uh, clip and turned it into a full song because that's what I do full time. Uh, even before that, I was a songwriter yeah. and producer. And so we just rushed it out, put it out. By that point, it had like 5 million videos. And then by the end of its lifespan, it got to 15 million videos. So it was, it was crazy. So, okay. It, it literally just starts with you and your mom and you add something to it. And then you, 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 you're then forced to finish it. Are you creatively challenged when it comes to finishing it? Like, did you feel like you needed to finish it? Like we're like, I'm just trying to figure out like where artistic, just, uh, I don't know, energy right. matches with like what data told you is something that just needs to be done. Yeah. So it was crazy. Like I knew, you know, we have one shot to nail this. Like this is important because the rest, like everybody knows the 15 second clip, but now we got to make it so that they love the whole song and it becomes something bigger than that. And so as this was happening, you know, this was kind of like where I was able to use the skills that I had learned over the past few years. I dropped out of college, was making music full time, just wanted to be like behind the scenes, writing for other people, producing for other people. And so um, it was kind of just a math game at that point. Once you have the the main piece, the hook and, and having that that moment, then you just kind of build everything around that to make it you know, complement that piece of the song. And so that was our goal. We just kind of figured that piece out and then um, yeah, just made it a really short song. It was like two minutes. It was crazy. Do you feel like it's a good song? Yeah. I mean, so my manager, um, he, and I actually have two managers, uh, one, uh, Ethan, he works like on the TikTok side and then, uh, Aton, who's like really just like the goat, like he's done so much stuff. Uh, came up with like Jason Derulo and stuff like that. And my manager had sent it to Aton and he was like, yo, let me know what you think about this song. And it was crazy because he, from his side of the story, he basically heard the song. He was like, yo, this is a hit. Like what's going on? And then my other manager was like, yo, so this, this 15 second clip is blowing up and we just finished the song. And so, uh, Aton hadn't heard the full version, but he already said like, yo, this is a hit. Like, off of I the 15 this. seconds. Yeah. Off of the full song. So okay. he, he heard the whole song. And so, um, yeah, like the song itself, I was like glad that people were like, yeah, we love the song, not just the 15 second clip. What? wild right insane yeah well because you had been doing this a while like you wrote for jason arula what, what cut do you have for jason i couldn't find it i know you have two alex warren cuts yeah 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 uh, so exo yeah so so the jason arula one didn't come out but um it's so funny like how all of it came full circle like i might actually meet up with jason while i'm in la um but yeah like i was really early in and and a lot of the stuff like i didn't have a lot of success because i was young and i was just getting into it 
Um, but I was, I was writing every single day. Like it was just my full-time job. I loved it and I still love it. That's like my favorite thing to this day is just writing songs. And so, um, yeah, this TikTok stuff and like having that viral moment just catapulted me somewhere else away from what I was doing before. So when did you realize that you wanted to do this full-time and drop out of college? Yeah. So I remember, you know, growing up, so I, I was, uh, really around music my whole life. I grew up in the church and my mom's a music teacher. My dad's a pastor. And basically I was just kind of thrown on stage at a young age. And so, uh, my mom made me take piano lessons, guitar lessons, drum lessons, like all the way up until I was 14. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life really. And then all of a sudden I fell in love with making beats at 14. Uh, I got logic pro just started making stuff. And, uh, yeah, from there, just like started using all my free time. I, I quit the basketball team to make beats. And, um, yeah, I just kind of knew it's what I wanted to do. There wasn't really anything else that I desired to make my full-time thing. So, but beats was what got you going. Yes. Yeah. It was making music electronically. Yep. Specifically like hip hop stuff. I was just a, a huge hip hop fan, like Kanye, all that stuff. Like that's what really got me into it. When did you start writing lyrics? Um, man, it was, it was really like I was making the beats and then I was like, you know what? I feel like I got a melody idea, idea for this. And so I would just spit some random melody. You know, it wasn't anything great, but that's what kind of got my feet wet. Um, and eventually it got to the point where I was just uh, producing out full songs and then like recording my own stuff over it. And that's how a lot of my songs are made nowadays is I'll just like do the pretty much the whole thing myself. Well, yeah, it's you and is it one guy, Zach? Yes. Yeah, so, so my brother, we do all of my music together. It's just us two though. Oh, wow. Like from mixing to max mastering to producing. I didn't to know writing. he was your brother. Cause you have, I mean, yeah, it makes sense now. Now that I yeah. remember your actual name. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so we do everything together and, um, it's a blast because he, you know, keeps it real with me. He's my brother. So he's not going to be like, yeah, this is great when it's actually trash, you know? <laughs> so, um, it's been a great kind of connection that we've had i mean how do you realize that like you guys could make music together whose idea was it to work together like yeah i, I mean just because you were making music and he was making music yeah working it, with family doesn't always i mean you, you do this with your mom so yeah yeah no it's great like my family bond is really close i know that's really rare and i cherish yeah. it that's why i love you know spending time i'm from rhode island so i just uh east coast like i love being with my family and all that stuff but um yeah my brother's two years older than me i'm 21 he's 23 and so um, we just like, we were on church band together, all that sort of stuff. And so we kind of had this sixth sense, like from, from the beginning where like, we just know what each other's thinking when we're playing music together. And so, um, I started messing around making beats. He started like messing around songwriting. And then, um, I made this, this kind of joke album with all my friends, but we were taking it really serious. But at that time it was our first time making music and, it was like they were all making it with us, but then me and my brother were just like, we just kept making music from there. And we just knew like, you know what? Like, let's just go after this. Real, like what started as a joke, even though you took it seriously, that turned into a whole. Yeah, it, it became like my, my only thing that I wanted to do, you know, like quit the basketball team. I was like 15 years old. My brother was just graduating and all my free time was pretty much just going to making music. Well, and your mom being a school music teacher, is she proud? Because it is like, you know, you're carrying on the mantle a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. She's like a celebrity at her school <laughs> because like all of the, her students have seen her videos and uh, yeah, she's just literally the best. But um, 
yeah, like I know she, she was like a little nervous to know that, like I wanted to do it full time. Cause it's a really tough, tough type of job to, to make money and to be able to like support yourself. And so at first she was a little bit hesitant to be like, yeah, go after it. But, um, eventually like there were just some good signs early on that, you know, stuff was working and eventually we just went after it. Well, okay. So upside down happens, but do you think it's a fluke or do you think this could be like a consistent thing? Like you could carry this for the long run. Yeah. So, so this is where kind of, you know, I, I become an artist through upside down. At first I was, I wasn't even an artist. JVKE wasn't a thing. I was just Jake Lawson on TikTok, and everyone knew me as Jake. So it was like, all right, I'm going to be an artist now. We're going to release this song. We'll see what happens. But deep down, I was just like, uh, like, I don't make dance music because this was like a dance song. It was very weird and like different, but it worked. It was cool. Uh, but I personally wasn't really invested in it. Um, and it took me a while to really say like, no, like I can actually release music that I love and people are resonating with it. So I was a little bit skeptical at first because Upside Down was just so different. Like I hadn't made anything like that before. And so I wasn't super invested, but it that was until this is what falling in love feels like blew up. And that's where everything like I fell in love with, like releasing my own music. So where does like, how do you have the confidence to write down your story? Because if we're going based on upside down, like there's, yes, obviously you crafted something around the hook, but it wasn't nearly as personal and it wasn't nearly as ripped from your reality. Right. As yeah. this is what falling in love feels like. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause like, Upside down, I was definitely like, this is cool, but I'm not passionate about this. Like, this doesn't feel like me. Because it wasn't, it technically wasn't. It you. wasn't, yeah, totally not. And we just kind of threw it together just uh, with, with the songwriting skills. But it wasn't like, yo, I'm going to sit down and make the most meaningful song. And then Upside Down came. That was not what happened at all. So, uh, yeah, with This Is What Falling In Love Feels Like, that was something that I personally loved I thought, man, this is like music that I would want to listen to. I think this is really cool. Let me just test it out. I, I was super skeptical. I thought it was going to flop because usually that sort of stuff didn't work out for me. But then once it started to move, it was like, oh, people like the music that I like and I can release stuff that I'm passionate about and people will resonate. And that was super new to me. Well, people hear themselves in the story and then they get to understand you a little bit more. Yeah. In a way that they couldn't from, you know, upside down. So do you write this while falling in love after falling in love? What stage of love are you writing the song? Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. A lot of, um, my music, I, I just draw from so many different experiences. I may not be like working through it at that moment. And this specific song, uh, this was just kind of me reminiscing on the first time I had fell in love. Um, the song itself is just all over the place. And I, I tried to just draw whatever emotions that I felt during that time of falling in love. I was, I was 14. Uh, it was a huge, really pivotal moment in my life from 14 to 16. I was in this, uh, relationship super young. I should have never done it. It was so stupid because I ended up super heartbroken after that anyways. Um, but yeah, that kind of brings me to now where, um, I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from that, that first relationship. Um, and that's kind of what's leading me into the music I'm working on right now. So you're pulling from stories that happened when you were 14. Yes. Yeah. And you're 21. Yes. Yep. It's a long time ago for sure. But it was definitely the most impactful like situation in my life. Like I was destroyed, but also like I grew a lot from it. I feel like a lot of people's first experience with love and heartbreak 
kind of takes a toll on them for oh, sure. Yeah. But you, you know, you learn from it and you grow stronger because of it. Yeah. hundred percent. So how do you, how do you transport yourself back? Like what kind of mindset do you have to be in? Like, do you wake up one day and go, I'm going to transport myself back to being 14 again? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like usually I'll, I'll just, um, one of my common things that I do to write songs is I'll just go to the park and sit in my car and just allow my thoughts to kind of run free. Like what, what type of song would I want to make? What do I think would be cool? I just start writing stuff down in my notes. I'll record something in my voice memos and I'll just start these little ideas. And then once I start to flesh them out more, uh, in my studio, you know, I'll produce them out, write some lyrics. That's when I really start to draw back from those experiences. It's like, okay, what type of things would I want to say like in those moments? Like I can literally go back and remember like, oh, I just really wanted to say this to her or I, I really like felt this way. And so as I'm writing these songs, um, I, I do find it really easy to just tap back into those experiences that I had when I was younger. So this whole era of music, is it all going to be attached to this? This is what? Because this is what heartbreak feels like. This is what falling in love feels like. Is yeah. that a theme? So, yeah, a lot of people have noticed now, like I saw a comment, they were like, this is what falling in love feels like. This is what heartbreak feels like. Is there something going on here? And so, um, yeah, pretty much for the past few months and still working on it, but I'm working on an album. And the basic idea is that it's it's sectioned out into, into four pieces. I haven't said this anywhere. Um, basically, it's sectioned out. The first three songs are all about falling in love. The first one, this is what falling in love feels like. And then two songs to really flesh that out. And then the next section is this is what heartbreak feels like. Two songs to really dive in. That's cool. And then we got uh, two more pieces that uh, I guess I'll say, this is what sadness feels like. And those two songs. And then this is what falling out of love feels like. And then the two songs after that. And these are all feelings that you've had years prior that you're going back and trying to relive and write songs about. Yeah. It really is the, the story of that first relationship that I went through all of the emotions, even the storyline you can, you can kind of follow and track through. Um, it's, it's very natural because it's exactly the, the process of what happened to me. It's life. Yeah. Life. Literally scary to write about life. Um, honestly, it's, it's kind of, kind of therapeutic in, in a sense for sure. Like, uh, I have a song on there that I wrote when I was 16. So it was like fresh out of the, the relationship. It's one of the most like real songs that, um, I had ever written. I, I remember for the first time I really tapped into that, like, I'm gonna just write how I feel. And I remember that was one of the first songs that everyone was like, yo, this is like an amazing song. Like we love this. And just the lyrics were super vulnerable. Uh, it was something that I hadn't done too much of, but yeah, this whole album is very vulnerable. Why have you been sitting on it and not sharing it? Man, it's, it's funny. I, I felt like, you know, with the release of upside down and all that sort of stuff, I started posting like dance songs, like cool stuff. It was dope, but it just didn't feel like the right timing, you know, to, to go and put out something that's so vulnerable. Um, and, and I felt like now with this is what falling in love feels like, this is heartbreak. I'm really letting people into my life, uh, in a real way. And I, I feel like now it's really time to let out these songs that I've been holding on to for so long. It's, are you afraid to share something that's been sitting around since you were 16? But Man. like, yeah. could be a sign of a good song, right? Yeah, that's the thing is like 
I look through my catalog. There's, there's some like much newer stuff that I've been working on recently, but then there's like a few that have stood the test of time. And it's like, yo, I still love this song and I still want to release it. And I hope that people will feel the same way. And I feel like that's how it is with all good music. Like it just takes time and you can really, you know, see what's actually a great song because over time, you know, it stands that test. Uh, it's really important. I like that you're like segments or sections to the album. Do you know when it's coming out? Yeah, as of right now, we don't have the exact date, but um, I'm going on tour with Why Don't We uh, this summer, which I'm really excited about. And I want to put it out right before that so that uh, I can go and tour these songs and like, you know, just kind of emotionally connect with them on stage. I can't wait to perform all these songs. They're so, so much fun. This is what Heartbreak feels like. And I mean, written going back. Yeah. When did you realize that there was a pattern forming? Yeah, it was, um, I remember we had, this is what falling in love feels like. And I had messed around with like, okay, let's like try this again. But I remember when I, I had just tested out, this is what heartbreak feels like. This one just really felt like it connected with that emotion. I didn't want people to hear these songs and just be like, oh, he's just trying to do like the same thing over again because they sound the same and all this stuff. Like that's the thing is these songs sound completely different. And that's the truth is like falling in love feels completely different from heartbreak, you know? So, um, really on this album, I am not like taking any shortcuts. I'm making sure that like, if I'm saying this is what heartbreak feels like, like you're going to feel that in the song. If I'm saying this is what sadness feels like, you're going to feel sad. You're going to like experience that. That's my goal with this. Do all these songs start the same for you going to the park? Man, it, I, I get inspired in, in a lot of different ways, but, um, yeah, a lot of these are just me like in my car all alone, just really alone with my thoughts. And the whole thing is just you and your brother. Yeah, yeah, fully fully produced, uh, all that stuff, just just with uh, me and my brother. It's, it's a blast. That's sick. Yeah. It's like super rare. For sure, and and it's a blessing to have someone who, you know, actually cares about me, is, is cares about the project, and, um, you know, is going to keep it real with me 24-7. Like, it's, it's great. Question, random uh, in your videos, you're holding a water bottle a lot. It looks like you're holding a bottle of urine. Yes. Yes. It does look like that. What is it? So, <laughs> I mean, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Right? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. I know like sure. I'm totally switching gears, but like, <laughs> I'm just picturing you like shaking this bottle. Yes. With excitement. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I haven't said what this is yet, uh, to anybody. Like I've just kind of let it just simmer you know like people are just like yo what's in the bottle and there's been like multiple videos of people duetting there was this one i saw the other day that i'm about to uh react to and post on tiktok but basically the guy made this whole rap about like just how there's pee in my the bottle I mean, and it was an open did, verse challenge it looks like pee <laughs> yes so here's the thing is i we were thinking about doing an open verse challenge for this is what falling in love feels like and my brother we were just in my room talking, we're like, all right, like I'm going to film or actually I had already filmed an open verse challenge for it. And my brother's like, yo, like I had this crazy idea. Like, don't think I'm like weird for this, but what if the microphone was just a bottle of pee? <laughs> and so it is pee, and, but it's not pee. <laughs> it looks like pee. And I'll explain exactly what it was and how we got it to look that way. But basically it was like, we, we've realized like, yo, a lot of times you just need one thing that's like very odd in the video and it can be completely unrelated, but it just helps people to start talking in the comments and all that sort of stuff. And so 
Uh, yeah, that was planted and planned. Like I went back and re-recorded the video with the bottle. Um, basically, I took I took a water bottle. I was like, okay, usually like there's like some, you know, it's got the discoloration, but we were like, yo, we should make it so that it's so discolored that people in the comments will be like, yo, he's mad dehydrated and stuff. <laughs> and literally that's exactly what happened. Like people are like, yo, he needs to drink more, stuff like that. And then, um, I actually put some soap in as well to make it like, bubbles. this is, this is getting TMI, but like, yeah, literally it, it was well, pretty it, intense. I mean, you could be a prop master. Yeah. Like it, bravo. It took me at least 45 minutes to get that perfect concoction. <laughs> you should be proud. Yeah, I am for sure. It's still in my room. I use it here and there for other videos just to like <laughs> bring it back. Is, what like what is it like going home now that you I mean again, like you've done more than just become TikTok famous. You've crossed a threshold into like real music success and what could be mainstream success if for sure the cards are played correctly. Yeah, man. Whenever I'm home, like now with this new vision that I've, I've gained from, you know, releasing, this is what falling in love feels like, and just getting this new passion for, for my artist project. Like now I'm at a place where I want people to know like how serious of a, a musician and artist I am. Like I, I love music so much. And, uh, a lot of my success on TikTok is just like with all these clickbaity things, but really like deep down like I want to show people like yo I love making music and I make like real serious music um and so this album is is full of songs that like you know definitely might not work perfectly on TikTok but are great songs and I hope people will will resonate with that and so yeah whenever I'm home I'm really just focused on like let me make the best music possible and Everything else, we'll figure out the promotion, figure out the TikToks later. But like right now, let's make sure we get an amazing song. Is that where you're doing all your creating? Yeah, in my bedroom. I <laughs> my bedroom's really small. Uh, I I have my bed, and then like I I literally removed my my bureau with all my clothes and put them all in the closet because I just wanted a little bit more room. But I got my two speakers, my microphone. It's all right there. Everything just in my bedroom studio. What's the hardest part about all of this, man? I. I think the biggest struggle, at least at first, was putting out videos, putting out music, and then the stuff that you think is going to do well usually doesn't do well. And then like the stuff that you think is going to go great, uh, well, the th stuff you think is going to do terrible will end up doing great. And so uh, that whole mind game of, of investing myself into like, oh, I hope it gets this many views and this and that, like that was super toxic to me early on. And I had to learn to, you know, wrestle with that and and learn to like be okay with you know i may have just spent 10 hours writing this song and making a tiktok for it but like it's okay if people don't love it you know and that was really hard for me to to wrestle with at first it's okay if people don't love it but what is important then yeah that I mean, you love it yeah it's it's just important that like i'm putting out music that that i love and that like people are looking for something vulnerable something real and I don't think that anything will ever be successful uh, in, in the long term unless you're passionate about it. And so I've seen like now as I'm making music that I'm passionate about and putting it out, I've been seeing the response has been much better than when I was just kind of like casually trying to hop on like this and that trend. Um, and I've seen like a real kind of fan base grow from just like me releasing real good music. Where does anxiety fall? Is that like a trend song? Is that a you song? 
It gives me John Bellion energy, by the way. Yeah, wow. That's that's interesting that you mentioned that. I'm a huge fan of his. And um, yeah, like anxiety for me, uh, that song is super vulnerable. Like that was something that I struggled with really like early on in my life. And I felt like I, I wanted to say something about it. It's rare that I'm just like, yo, I need to say something. That was one where I was like, I'm just going to write the most real lyrics that I can think of from my first hand experience. And um, yeah, that's one that like people will text me and be like, uh, or I'll see comments and be like, yo, anxiety is my favorite song. Like it literally saved my life type stuff. And I just like take a step back, like, whoa, like this is crazy. And so, um, yeah, just to be able to connect with people on that level and really make a difference um, has been so cool. Are you writing it from a place of going through it, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's a firsthand experience. What are you thinking, Daniel? Does your mom contribute to the production at all? Like, can she help you build a song? Man, it's funny. So she, is, so her bedroom is right next to mine. And um, a lot of times she'll hear stuff like banging through the, the, <laughs> the walls and she'll call me at like 1 a.m. and be like, I'm trying to sleep. Please turn it down. And so, um, but she'll come in like in the middle of the day if she's home and she'll be like, Hey, I have this idea and this and that. And sometimes it's like gold, but sometimes it's just like, uh, you know, so it's like the mom thing. It's the typical like teen mom thing, but she, she herself doesn't like produce, but she has given me some like surprisingly great ideas. It's like, how'd you film the first video? Like, did you just go, mom, come here and do this with me? Did you think it was going to be a good idea? Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, uh, the, it's so much fun working with my brother and my mom because we just have like that sort of, you know, mother-son bond where it's all love, but it like it's easy for us to just kind of like, you know, get a little aggressive as we're filming. And so that's a common thing. It's like, come on, mom, like this and that. And then she'll be like, ah, so it gets pretty intense sometimes, but in general, like we just go in there and, um, a lot of this stuff, I'm just coming up with like ideas. I'll be like, okay, mom, now say, uh, this slaps harder than Will Smith. And then she'll say this slaps harder than Will Smith. And like pretty much it just goes viral. And we're just like, yo, this is mad fun. My mom's a great sport. She's like, yeah, I'll film. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a real casual fun thing. So you threw your mom in the first video because you knew you needed her. She, she is like the ticket to everything that I've seen happen in my life. So yeah, uh, she created you. Yeah. And she's creating my success everywhere else. So shout out to mom. Happy mother's day as well. I know that's coming up. Love that. I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. It's a hundred percent true. Like I, without my mom, like none of this TikTok stuff would have happened. Like well, she beyond least, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. She at least helped you build the platform that allows you to be yourself and, you know, release your true art yeah on top of and like i would have never known the capabilities of tiktok and like that i could really make it work until i saw like oh this is like a really powerful tool like i didn't know that i could launch an entire music career off of it until i saw that like some of these videos were just going completely bananas viral like i just couldn't believe it now how did you love you with jacks come about yeah so it's so cool like once all this stuff started happening on TikTok, um, I came out to LA, just, you know, the usual thing to do and started to connect with different TikTokers and, and all that sort of stuff. And along the way, I've come in contact with like a lot of, you know, amazing people and like real good talent. Um, and she's one of them. Jack's like, she's amazing. I'm actually going to go see her in a couple of days. And yeah, like pretty much a lot of this, these collabs that I've been doing, um, 
is just me loving what the other person's doing and just be like, yo, you want to like collab on something. And so there's a number of things I'm still like working on with other artists, other TikTokers and stuff like that, where I've seen like all these cool opportunities open up just because of TikTok. It's, it's really dope. Is the album done? Man, it is right on the verge. We got like one song left that we're just like, oh, is it this song or this song? Um, but by and large, like we're just putting like some finishing touches on it and I'm pumped to get it out there. How many songs are in the, the bucket to choose from? So <laughs> this is where it gets funny because I had been writing songs for, um, I guess, like since I was 15 really and producing um, now my catalogs, I, I went through maybe a year ago and I was about like 800 songs. Wow. And so w I went through and was like, yo, which songs do I really love? I put them all like in a note file and then I started being like, okay, this one could fit in here. This one could fit in here. Let's finish this. Let's do that. And, um, yeah, I was able to really pick my favorites and pick the best music. Um, but it's also, there's also brand new songs that i just wrote like, two months ago, a month ago, like stuff that I'm really pumped about too. So it's, it's a combination of all that stuff, but it's really close to done. Why'd you start writing a song a day? Um, man, like it, for me, I, I usually like to start multiple ideas every day. I don't like to just say, okay, I'm going to take this song and I'm going to finish it just like, like that. Cause a lot of times all you need to know if a song is great is like a chorus. Like that's really it. And just a little bit of the production, you'll know if it's the one you'll know if you should spend time on it. So I'll, I'll work on a song for a little bit, catch a vibe and be like, yeah, I love this or I hate this. Let's move on. Um, but really it just helps me to not waste my time on like songs that will never come out. Um, I'll only work on stuff uh, for longer than like an hour. If I know like, yo, this is something I would want to release. And you could tell that quickly. I mean, once I have the chorus and the idea, I'll play it for a couple of people, catch their vibe, see their reactions. And if it matches up with how I'm feeling, like I'll just be like, all right, like let's finish this. Let's, let's figure out something, post it on TikTok, see what happens. Are you nervous about working with other people that aren't your brother? I mean, man, it's funny. Cause uh, th this whole album, yeah, it's like written by the both of us. And, um, I've just found that when I'm making music for me, like, I just can't really do that with people outside of me and my brother. Like, um, it's just, there's that certain connection and, uh, I feel the creative freedom to just do what I want to do. But if I'm like in a session, sometimes when I'm writing, like if I'm trying to write for myself in a session, like I just can't really be vulnerable. I can't be real. Um, so a lot of this stuff is just me and my brother and, and, and it works out well. That's really special. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so so much fun. I have a blast. Do you feel like people are trying to force you into sessions though, just to see what it can, you know, cook up? Yeah, it was it was interesting because with quarantine, like I had done a bunch of Zoom sessions. I was still trying to write for other people too, um, but yeah, now at this point, I feel like I've really hit a groove, and like I'm definitely not going to switch anything up because it's it's been good. Yeah, don't fix what isn't broken for sure. Have you been in love since uh, this relationship that inspired this feature album? Man, uh, it's my love life has been quite interesting, but um, I, I have been really trying to hone in on like music and stuff like that, because anytime that sort of stuff happens, like I just get super like I can't focus. So uh, I know what's weird. best for me, which yeah. is weird because you kind of you need life. Yes. For 
the art, right? Yeah, it's it's funny. I definitely go through seasons of like, okay, I'm just writing songs because I feel like super heartbroken right now and I write like it's just flowing out of me. But that's what I feel like. There's a good life balance where sometimes you need to like get away and experience life in order to come back and write more songs. So uh, yeah, I try to find that balance. Um, but definitely like sometimes I can get distracted by that sort of stuff. I get it. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. What are you thinking? I think you covered a lot of it. Yeah. Covered a lot here. We yeah. ran through a lot, man. <laughs> but 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 have we run through enough? That's the big question. Dandelion, <laughs> Galantis is a great record. You Love You, that's the Jack song you brought up. There's a link in the description below if you want to listen to Jake's music. Why'd you go with JVK? Yeah, so at that time, like... I, we were deciding to release upside down. Like it was just, it just made sense. And I, I had like a collab artist name with my brother, just Jake and Zach. But like, um, we had decided like my brother's now married, he's 23, but married. And like, it's just this whole thing. Um, and so we decided like, you know what, like, let's just have you do it. Like go at it. We'll work together like full time, but you go be the artist. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so um, we had to come up with the name and pretty much just was like messing around with some different things. I didn't want it to be something different because everyone on TikTok knew me as Jake. And so, um, yeah, we figured like the song is called Upside Down. So like just make something in the name Upside Down. And it was just kind of <laughs> boom. It was That was it. And now you're stuck with it for life. Stuck with it for life. And I, I, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Let's Sick. do it. Yeah. Do you see TikTok as a blessing or a curse long term? Man, long term is definitely a blessing. Like everything that's happened on there has changed my life. Shout out to like TikTok and even like IG reels and that sort of stuff. Just the algorithm that they've allowed to exist right now, like has opened the doors for people like me to do what they love and do it full time. And so it's definitely been great, but obviously there's its up and ups and downs with just like mental health stuff. Like you have to really be careful not to get caught up in that whole game. But in general, it's been amazing. Are you okay with 10 years from now promoting your songs still over TikTok? Man, Having to tease a song before you choose to release it or not? Yeah, I mean, there's certain stuff that like I definitely don't love doing. Like if it's like super clickbaity and it's just not like genuine to like the type of guy that I am. Like there's certain stuff that I'll, I'll just post up because I know it'll go viral. But I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I would actually want to put that out. But now my content definitely is taking a turn towards stuff that like I'm like yo this is cool content like this is engaging and I feel like it shows a piece in a side of me that like helps people to get to know who I am and so uh yeah in the future I could definitely see myself um posting content I think that's the new wave that TikTok's bringing like you have to bring not only great music but great videos too it's important well do you see TikTok as like a form of marketing or just an extension of your overall brand yeah I I think in general, it's just a, a way to get your music in front of people. Like it, I feel there's certain things that are important for my branding, but it's cool because I can kind of separate the two. People know like, okay, this is a promotional video, but I just can't stop watching it. Like this is just interesting. Um, but in general, like I do have that balance of like, okay, when it comes to the music I'm releasing and the cover art and, and all that sort of stuff, like I make sure it's it's the way I want it to for my brand. But when it comes to TikTok, it's just like, yeah, we're just promoting songs. We're getting it in front of new people and new people are coming in across my music and it's just just fun. Do you box in your music? Do you choose to like put it in a genre? 
Uh, with this album, definitely not. Like this, this album is. I, I tried to box it into just emotions, and emotions are really not boxed in at all. And so, like whatever that may be, if it's a hip hop song that has like a really aggressive moment with heartbreak or with, uh, this is what sadness feels like. It's just really melancholy. Just that whole mellow vibe. Like I, I am doing whatever it takes to invoke emotions in people. Like, and it, it's coming out super cool. Cause I, myself in the studio, I'm like, half uh, one of the songs I recorded I was crying in it literally like there were tears running down my face as I was recording it um and so yeah it's overall the experience of writing this album has just been like let's do whatever feels right and that's what it is what brought tears to your eyes it was a combination of the lyrics and the melodies and it's actually one of the highest songs I sing. You, if if you listen to the album when it's out, you'll hear this song. It's it's it definitely is uh, really out there, but it has this moment in the chorus where it's just like you're spilling your heart out, but it's you're singing at the top of your lungs. It's it's just like a really touching moment for me. Like I was I was literally tears rolling down my eyes as I was singing. It was it was a really cool experience. That's beautiful. Yeah. When's the album coming? Probably within the next two months. Hell yeah. Yeah. Listen to Jake Jake's music. There's a link in the description below. Click below. Final thoughts, you good? How does Upside Down fit into your live show? Mm. Man, so so that's funny. Like, obviously, Upside Down is much different than the stuff I'm yeah. going to be releasing. Um, but it's cool because everybody knows it. It's upbeat. And yeah, I've found it's so much fun to just put it right at the end of the, mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, I was going to say, do you open or close with that? Yeah, I close with that one. And, um, it, it might end up being the, the encore song for, uh, my, why don't we tour just to like, you know, Makes get sense. everybody hyped. And I think a lot of people don't know that that's me who made that, but also who made, this is what falling in love feels like. So it's just a cool moment where like, we can have some fun on stage and just get everybody jumping around. You're a real artist. I think you're going to be a superstar. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's fucking crazy. Thank you, man. Mazel tov on all your success. Appreciate it. Link in the description below. Listen to Jake's music. Appreciate you being here and hanging out. Thank you for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff. You good? Yeah. Cool. Jake, everybody. Woo. Let's go. Much love, you guys. Hello, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Jake. Thank you very much. Check out his TikToks if you haven't seen him. He's there with a water bottle that looks like it's filled with pee. Anywho... I appreciate you. Be safe. Hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Peace and love. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. He was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. Audio producer, Jordan, Jordan Silver. Silver. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show.